persistent pain for more than three months and the doctors don't have any solutions for you? Are they saying, it's all in your head? Or, you have to learn to live with it? And that message just doesn't feel right to you? Well, then you're in the right place. My name is Anna Frixelius and I'm an expert in health mastery. As a teenager, I got scleroderma and rheumatoid arthritis. Both of these are autoimmune conditions, chronic, incurable, with a pretty grim prognosis. But that was just the beginning. Afterwards, I survived two serious traffic accidents that was in my early 20s. Surviving was great, but I got a complex spinal fracture, part of my spine was crushed, and I got a whiplash neck injury. So at that point, I had a triple whammy of debilitating conditions in a really short period of time. Fun fact, of those three things, the autoimmunity, the crushed spine and the whiplash injury, the whiplash injury was what disabled me the most. Still, none of the doctors believed it was real. With these four diagnoses, at age 25, I was crippled by chronic pain and I was completely given up by the doctors. They thought I was a hopeless case. They put me on disability and just gave me lots of painkillers, told me to stay at home and, you know, give up all my dreams. But instead of listening to them, I found out how to rebuild my health, working from the inside out. Nobody believed it was possible. But a few years later, I got out of the wheelchair and I completed a pilgrimage walking to Santiago de Compostela. That's a 500-mile hike across the mountains and plains of northern Spain. Today, I have a healthy and happy, active life. I work full-time, helping other people recover from chronic pain, while also advocating for better treatment and patient rights. In this podcast, I'm going to be sharing insights and useful strategies for anyone dealing with persistent pain and chronic health issues. I'm going to talk about the failing medical paradigm and what we need to do to change it. But most of all, I want to share solutions. What can you do to have a healthy, happy and active life, no matter what diagnoses you have and what your current health state is? So let's dig in. And welcome to Health Mastery with Anna. And in this episode, we are going to be talking about exactly what health mastery is. What is it and how can you use it? Of course, if you've listened to some of the previous episodes, you know that I am uh, deeply into uh, quantum theory. And I do believe that the physical part of our bodies is just one part of it. Exactly. That the majority, actually, that the bigger part of our bodies is non-physical. And the great thing with accepting that as a theoretical framework, basically quantum physics instead of Newtonian physics, as a framework to understand your body, means that you can change it, you can change your body, and you can change it fast. So that's part of the promise of accepting quantum theory instead of this Newtonian mechanistic theory, where we see the body as sort of a machine with different parts that you can take out and replace. And if something's wrong, you just need to fix something chemical. So this is very much my method and linked to a belief system, I guess, that you can accept or not accept. But at its very core, health mastery is a method that will teach you how to change your own health, your physical and mental health, working from the inside out. So it's kind of a framework that bridges the gap between the physical and the non-physical. At the very core of this, the bridge between the physical and the non-physical is your brain. 
And I find it so fascinating to read about research that's being done in neuroscience and on consciousness. And maybe one of the best books I've read recently, I'm going to link it in the show notes, is called An End to Upside Down Thinking, which really goes into, it's David Gober who has written that book and he's done so much interesting research on what exactly is the brain and what is consciousness. Of course, the brain is just a lump of cells sitting in your skull. So what's all the interesting things going on, like the brain does for us, the electricity running through our brain, where do our thoughts come from? Where do our emotions come from? How does our thoughts and our our brain patterns influence our physical bodies, right? Because I believe that the brain is sort of the entryway for consciousness to enter our bodies. Now, this is probably the intersection of spirituality and some medical theory. It's not science-based or evidence-based in any way. It's like either you subscribe to one or you subscribe to the other. And you don't have to believe in God or anything religious in order to understand that you are more than your body. There is something in you that is non-physical. And all of these near-death experiences, out-of-body experiences, and also very interesting stories of children who seem to be born with memories from a former life, all the, what are they called? Extra something. Well, these stories are everywhere and they are not treated as true and we basically we can't prove them, right? The only thing you can prove when it comes to consciousness is what happens in your life. So in one way, experience is the greatest proof. And for me, I learned this method of mastering my own health. I learned it the hard way, I would say, because I think I hit every snag and I hurt every part of my body before I understood that there was a connection. So I had a tendency to have accidents. And from I was a little baby, just a few months old, like, I was always having accidents, falling down things and uh, getting injured. And these accidents got kind of more and more life-threatening to the point where after I'd broken my spine, which I've talked about, I was hit by a car, a drunk driver just outside my house, and this could have killed me. I was 25 at that point. And I realized, even though I was completely atheist, like a proud atheist, it's like, There's something going on here. Like, this is not logical. Why do I keep having these accidents? Something is underlying this. It feels like somebody's trying to tell me something. And I did not believe in God. So this was all very difficult for me to accept. But there was too much proof in my own existence that something was going on. And there was also a kind of system to how my injuries were showing up in my body. When I sat down and I walked through my own health history, it turned out that they had followed a very clear system in my body, like from left to right and starting on the outer sides of my body and then moving in. It's not like this for everybody. I'm just sharing this to explain how I was led on this journey to understand how my body was in a way being injured. And it seemed like there was a connection and that connection was not logical. I could not understand it logically. So I had to go within and try to understand it metaphorically, like subconsciously, what is going on here? 
And it led me on a really deep transformational journey when I just accepted that I don't understand this, but I'm willing to try. I'm willing to try to understand this. The first thing I experienced was that I'm not my body. I'm pure consciousness. And it's not even a theory. I mean, this is a, a truth in all kinds of spiritual frameworks, like any spiritual guru from wherever will tell you this as some truth that you're pure consciousness. Your soul is pure energy. And some will even say pure light or your pure love. And I didn't exactly experience it that way, but I did experience very clearly that me and my body are not the same thing. And me is more the consciousness that resides in my body and that my consciousness is beyond time. Like it's not bound by time. It seems to have a higher vibration than my physical body, but it definitely affects my physical body. It's like my consciousness is, seems to be anchored in my physical body and it seems to be magnetizing certain kinds of experiences based on, and this is the only way I could explain it, there's some electromagnetic field in my energy field, basically, that's radiating outwards from my body and it's drawing or attracting certain experiences. And I seem to have then an attraction to accidents. Like I was, some people maybe have attraction to good things like dogs like them or little kids like them or I don't know what things people can attract. I did have a very, very other strange synchronicity thing happening all through my childhood. While I was having all these accidents, I also always found four-leaf clovers. Like huge amounts of them. I could go on a walk in the park and I would find 20 four-leaf clovers. And in my culture, my grandmother is from Ireland. Those are, of course, they mean luck. And it was so strange how I would find all of these four-leaf clovers, meaning luck, and then I would have accidents like, oh, I broke my leg, I broke my arm, I broke my back, I broke my, you know, I kept having accidents and finding four-leaf clovers. So later I interpreted this as some kind of communication from the quantum field of consciousness, of pure consciousness. Like, whether it was my sub or my superconscious, some non-intellectual part of me was trying to communicate to me that oh, it's going to be fine. You are lucky, even though it seems like you're unlucky. You're having all these accidents. And I did have amazing luck and privilege in everything that happened to me. There were these crazy synchronistic strokes of luck on how my accidents happened and how the help was always there, how there were doctors present when anything serious happened or, you know, like things have just been inexplicable to a large part in my story. And I guess I will have to tell my entire story on this podcast, of course, at some point. But today I'm just telling this story as a way to introduce how I learned health mastery. So for me, it was all about understanding after realizing that I'm more than my body but things are happening to my body that my brain can't explain and my brain can't control, it seems to be something that is not random. It's the things that were happening to me didn't seem to be random. They were happening in a certain way. They were following some kind of pattern that didn't make sense to me at the time. And that's when I traveled within and tried to understand it. And I just opened myself to the possibility that these things were logical, that these things were happening for a reason. And the minute I opened myself to that possibility, the knowledge started coming. It was almost like opening a door to a library within me, and the insights started coming. And 
it was this insight was very visual for me like in meditation i would feel in a way i would see that i was entering a library and i would see books and i could pick up a book and i could read even though i wasn't seeing words i could understand something new and this is how i learned to understand my body at this new level i understood that i was a four part being that's the way that's the way it looked to me a four part being where i had a spiritual body an emotional body a mental or intellectual body and a physical body and of those four the physical body was the one that kept getting injured so i had to look in the other three bodies to find the reason why my physical body was being injured and injured again and again and again so that led me to start i made a process basically where i communicated to these three other bodies or i communicated to all those four call them energy bodies i mean i'm just just putting tags on this to explain something that can't really be explained because it's non-logical and non-physical but in a metaphorical way then i was meditating and i was seeing myself as comprised of four different distinct energy bodies and i realized that all of these four had different vibrational frequencies so each of my four energy bodies had different frequencies and this was part of my health problem or maybe this was the reason why i was manifesting so many health problems because i realized that i had an extremely low vibrational frequency in my emotional body due to things that had happened in my childhood and trauma i had experienced basically just shut my emotional body off i shut my emotions off this was also due to the accident in indonesia and trauma that happened around that i basically just closed the door on my emotional aspect and anything emotional and when it came to the spiritual body i did not believe in god i did not believe in anything spiritual so i'd closed myself off from that too so i just turned off the switch on that like you don't exist so that's not part of me i was only living through my intellectual body so in this framework where i have a circle divided in four that's the way i see it now in the health mastery method this is what i use also to help people change their health like you start with this circle and each quarter represents one part of you or one subpersonality or one health aspect or an energy body you can use whatever names you want really one part of you most likely you're living much more in one of them than in the others we're all like that and in western culture it's very normal to live very very much in the intellectual body in the mental intellectual body because we're brainiacs or we focus on our career and our performance and our goals and our income and and we just want our bodies to be these vehicles they're supposed to carry our brains around basically and to hopefully look good so we like attract a spouse and we can experience nice things in life but mostly we disregard our physical body we just want it to look a certain way and function as well as possible so our brains can go around and do whatever they do that was how i was living my life at least like i was at the time i was studying at university i was taking courses both in mathematics and philosophy and linguistics and i really didn't care much about anything else than getting healthy enough so i could live the life i wanted to live and then these accidents kept happening again and again and what my sort of inner work showed me this inner work i was in in some way forced to do because the injuries kept getting more and more serious until i couldn't move right I, i was running away from i was running away from my emotions i was running away from these insights until i was physically laid prone 
in a hospital bed in my apartment and could not move due to all these injuries. So I could not run away anymore. And that's when I went within. And that's when I opened myself to this possibility of there being something more. And I realized that, oh shit, I'm not my body. I am pure energy. I am pure consciousness. And in this realm of pure consciousness, I'm not a singular entity. I am not a certain point of light. I don't know even how to describe it. But consciousness is more like water. Water where, you know, one drop is part of the ocean. It's not a singular entity. And this was so crazy to experience in meditation, which was at that point, of course, my only way of escaping my body, which was so injured by then by all these accidents and the illnesses. So I would meditate and I would experience myself in pure consciousness as being part of everything and almost being able to travel, of course, metaphorically, anywhere in the world and experience anything. So in consciousness, I was part of this universal consciousness, something much bigger than me. And I could learn anything and I could experience in a way anything, but non-physically, just as uh, intellectual and emotional experiences. And this was, of course, profoundly spiritual, which is where I, <laughs> I had quite a crisis of faith when I realized that my atheism was sort of falling apart, like I wasn't able to uphold my atheist worldview when this happened to me, because it was this feeling of ultimate love and ultimate good and wisdom in the universe that was clearly what God must be. It was like meeting God, but in deep meditation in myself. So that was how I had the first experience of God exists and uh, God is pure consciousness and pure love and pure everything and available to anyone everywhere all the time. And of course, I had been introduced to religions and the way I got interested in studying religions. And that's also one of the things I could study at university, the history of religions. And through those studies and reading lots of books, of course, on comparative religious studies, I realized that all religions are just frameworks to try to explain this inexplicable reality that there is something that is bigger than us, something that created the universe, something that created life something that we can't in any way control, but we can choose to be a part of, or we can, no, we can't choose. We can choose to be connected with it or not. Like God will never impose him or herself on any single being. God is not going to knock on your head and force you to believe in anything. All of these were, for me, in a way, very uncomfortable experiences in the way that they, of course, they smashed my previous worldview of being an atheist and, and uh, having an academic worldview where the brain is basically God and anything can be explained intellectually. So that was a crisis of faith, but at the same time, it was a huge breakthrough because then I started realizing that, okay, if I'm pure consciousness and my physical body now is broken, and it seems to be because it was at the time completely broken, and medical science can't explain how of course, medical science wouldn't even try to understand why I was having all these series of accidents, right? They'd just given up on me. But medical science also couldn't explain the autoimmunity or the other things that had been happening to my body. But this new framework, it could. This new fourfold framework, the circle with the four parts showing the four different aspects of me, that explained so much of what I had been going through. 
and I realized that, okay, I have been suppressing my emotional side and not accepting my spiritual aspect, living only in my intellectual aspect, leading to a burnout, basically a physical, biological burnout. And the message from my body at that time, when I sort of tuned in and tried to talk to my physical body, what my physical body said was, I'm the only one you can't run away from. And that's why all the problems in the other three aspects are being manifest in me. So I'm carrying all the pain that you're running away from by shutting yourself off from the other three parts of you, overusing the intellectual and shutting off the spiritual and the emotional. Okay, so from that message, I realized that I have to learn how to integrate my emotional aspect and my spiritual aspect in order to get better physical health. And that was the beginning of my health mastery work and learning to build the health mastery framework. This was back in 2000, actually the year 2000. That's when I was hit by a car and, and laid prone. And the years between 2000 and 2003 was when I was sort of struggling with this on my own and really in a lot of pain and completely given up by the healthcare system, mostly horizontal prone in a hospital bed and apartment. And so around 2003, I managed to get back surgery, like a successful spine surgery that's also synchronistically or great luck. So like the right doctor showed up and opened some doors and all of a sudden I was able to travel to a a renowned neurosurgeon in Sweden, that's another country from where I was living, right, and have the treatment paid for due to lots of lucky breaks. And I was actually operated by a, just an amazing neurosurgeon who fixed my spine after, what, 10 years of, no, it wasn't that much, it wasn't, seven years of intense, excruciating back pain due to, of course, my spine being crushed in that bus accident in Indonesia. And so that was the third surgery I went through and it was successful. And from then on, I could start rebuilding myself. So that was, I had to have that surgery in order to be able to walk and stand, like to be out of the extreme intense pain. That was in 2003. And from there on, I could start rebuilding my body. So until then, it was sort of survival. And for me, then the health mastery process was just in a way theoretical. It was something I was learning about in meditation and trying to understand and trying to put words to and trying to put images to. But from 2003, after I've had that surgery, I could start to to build more of a system around it in order to, I realized I had to first integrate these two aspects that I had been shutting out. And then I needed to, in a way, balance the energetic frequencies between the four different aspects of me so that I could have them meet at the same level, basically. I saw it in a linear way, like if thinking percentages, maybe, if each of these energy aspects had a range from zero to 100%, and my physical health at any given time would only be as strong, my physical health is only as strong and as good as the weakest part of me, right? And I'd been shutting off the spiritual aspect completely because I was anti-religion, an atheist. And that led me to discount anything that had to do with any kind of spirituality. And I had shut down my emotional aspect because it was too scary. I'd been traumatized and I just, I didn't know how to deal with that. Yes, I was seeing a psychologist and everything, but that really didn't help. It was very intellectual therapy. 
So then I started attracting, of course, new new healthcare workers and also new theories that taught me how to work on integrating my emotional aspect on living a spiritual life that wasn't necessarily exactly led by one or other religions. I later came to realize that, well, I'm Christian, of course, duh. I grew up with a Catholic grandmother with a father who had been very Catholic before he turned away from the church and a mother who was very not Christian, but spiritual and raised in a Christian country. And I mean, the culture you're raised in is so much shaped by the religion of that country. So you can't really say you're non-Christian if you live in a Christian country because your beliefs and your norms are so shaped by the religion that has shaped your country. Anyway, that's a digression. Okay, <laughs> talking about health. So in these years, then, I started implementing what I'd learned. And the first thing that happened was that I learned to walk again. And I realized I could use this understanding of consciousness and use this understanding of my non-physical health aspects to increase the strength of my physical body. Once the intense pain was gone after the surgery, I could start to rebuild my body. And that was very much a sort of science-based method, like how do you build muscle? How do you build stamina that's cardiovascular health right how do you build balance after being i was deconditioned for almost 10 years right so that was very much a process of learning to rebuild my body and then the big setback came in winter after i'd managed to get out of the hospital bed get out of the wheelchair learn to walk like i talked about in the intro also i walked this 800 kilometer pilgrimage to santiago de compostela just to prove to myself that i could walk now it was sort of very much a thing I did to once and for all prove that I could walk after this third spine surgery and this new insight of my body and my health. Having walked to Santiago and then returning to Norway, I then got another huge pain flare. It was wintertime in Norway and my autoimmune condition flared. Even though when my autoimmune condition flares, it doesn't even show up on the tests. So what I call a flare apparently is just little autoimmune activity to even register on the normal blood tests, at least it was at that point in time. So I could feel the inflammation. I could feel like pain and fatigue was really, really intense, but it wasn't enough to actually put me over into an active state of rheumatoid arthritis where your joints are being destroyed by this, where the inflammation is actually damaging your joints. And that was lucky, I guess, like really lucky. I had changed my diet. I was doing a lot of lifestyle things to try to keep activity low. But even with a lower activity in the winter, I would have pain that was quite debilitating. Even though I was much better, I still had pain flares that were really heavy. And I guess in my experience, then that has been that has been the enigma or the question I could never solve. Why does it come back every winter? Why? Like, is that psychological? Is that something I'm in some way creating? And I don't understand this, and none of the doctors seem to be able to understand it either. It doesn't seem to be the temperatures exactly. It seems to be something else. And now the way I understand it, like through consciousness, okay, I am part of, in the quantum field, I'm like a drop in the ocean. The consciousness being present in my body, being filtered through my brain, this Onofrixelius brain living in this body, is it has a certain vibration. I have a certain vibration. And that is very much affected by, I don't know if that's the right word, 
I'm part of something bigger. I'm part of my community. And the vibration in my body and my brain can't be very much higher than the vibration surrounding me. So we are not individual entities in the quantum field. We are part of a community and we're part of the global consciousness. This is where it gets really, really interesting. Because of course then, any breakthrough that you have is also available to anybody around you. So in energy, at least, in consciousness, any new insight you have is also available to everyone else. Because you, in a way, like you download it from the global consciousness. And if you put it into words like I'm doing now, you're making it accessible to other people, to other brains. And I think we have a protective mechanism to protect ourselves from getting information that is too upsetting for us. And this is like your brain will switch off. It will tune out. It will not be able to focus or take in information which is too challenging to your worldview. This is where curiosity and open-mindedness comes in. If you have decided, for example, like I had, that God does not exist and the only thing that exists is like this physical reality, when somebody challenges that notion and gives you some really convincing proof, if that's possible, but convincing testimony that something else is true, you will, of course, reject it. It's completely natural to reject anything that challenges your worldview. But if that doesn't work, or if that's not strong enough, your conscious mind may switch off. Maybe you'll fall asleep, or maybe you'll just tune out completely. 10 minutes have gone by and you don't remember what you heard for the last 10 minutes. This could have happened to you in this podcast. This is why I'm mentioning it. Because the things I'm talking about, for some people, are extremely challenging to take in. And for other people, they're completely natural. I mean, if you are convinced that they're of spiritual, let's say there's a, something that exists that's bigger than us and we can't explain it, then you're probably open to these insights in a way that I wasn't when all of these things happened to me. So congratulations, you're already like light years of everyone who is dogmatically against believing in anything beyond the physical. So back to health mastery. I mean, you need a system like, okay, everything is consciousness, everything is energy. You have four different energy bodies in a way, and these have to harmonate in order to create good health. That's health mastery explained in, what, 30 seconds. So energetic vibration, it particles and waves, yeah, wavelengths. Let's say that there are 12 dimensions. This is just labeling something that isn't actually, it's there aren't actually 12 dimensions. It's just a way of understanding it. We're putting labels on something. So in the sea of consciousness, which is pure energy, and it's all wavelengths, different wavelengths, let's say that there are 12 different dimensions. And then we will divide that into two and say that the lower six dimensions, in the lower six dimensions, both light and darkness, both fear and pain and love and joy exist. But in the higher six dimensions, only the higher frequencies of love, joy, gratitude, and wisdom and insight and knowledge exist without, I call it beyond duality. So 12 dimensions, below the sixth dimension, we have pain and fear. Above the sixth dimension, it's varying and increasing wavelengths of pure love, joy, and wisdom. And if you are able to meditate deeply, you can travel because the way the soul is anchored to the body, this is very well documented in Eastern medicine, 
the soul is anchored to the body in these meridians, right? I'm really wondering when Western medicine is going to be able to construct a machine that can accurately measure this and show this. But in the meantime, we're sort of, yeah, we're stuck with several thousand years old medical theories from uh, India and from China to understand that the electromagnetic energy in the body, which is used to channel and anchor the soul to the physical body, it travels in meridians. And the main meridian, the main energetic pathway in the body goes down the spine. From the top of your skull to the base of your spine, that's the main meridian. And it has energy vortexes that circulate your energy. Those are called, I think they're called chakras. I don't remember what they're called in Chinese medicine. But they are energy centers in a way that are placed along this main meridian. And then there are smaller meridians that lead to the outer limbs and, and all around the body, basically. Understanding that it's not just one energy, like in Chinese medicine, they talk about qi. In Ayurveda, they talk about prana as a life force energy. But the way I see it, and with health mastery, we have those four different health aspects, and each of them has a wavelength, and they have to be balanced in order for the pure conscious energy that's traveling down your main meridian to be strong, basically. Because if your four health aspects are imbalanced, then your basic level of energy will be imbalanced too, and it will manifest as injuries, it will manifest as illnesses, it will manifest, for me, it manifests as accidents. When I learned this, and when I changed this pattern, I stopped having accidents. It's almost like I don't dare to say this out loud still, even though it's been over 20 years since last accident, <laughs> I'm still afraid of it happening again. But once I changed this in energy, I never had another accident. I still think it's really scary to say that out loud. And I didn't get any new chronic conditions. I mean, I had COVID. I guess we all had COVID, but that's different. Like viruses, they spread also through the air, not just thinking about thought viruses and consciousness. But that's too much to take in one episode. So let's just go back to saying that health mastery is basically a method I built to implement this knowledge that, yes, we are all energy, but we have a physical body, but the physical body is just part of you. And you can change your physical body if you accept that you have three other aspects, basically, which you need to work on first. So then the next thing I did to make this accessible and to make it easier to work with was I linked each of these aspects to symbolic representation, because it's much easier to work with a symbol than it is to work with a non-physical entity like the mind or your emotions. It's very, very hard to work with those. And the way I see it and the way I've chosen to use this in the health mastery method is that each of your four limbs, if you're lucky enough to have all four limbs intact, will have a sort of symbolic connection to one of these health aspects. For me, it's very clear that my intellectual body is connected to my right hand. And my spiritual body is connected to my left hand. These are the higher aspects of my being, right? Basically, my spirit and my mind. Right hand, left hand, the other. Intellectual, right hand, because that's my dominant hand. Spiritual is my left hand, the more creative side. And my left leg represents my emotional body. And my right leg represents my physical body. So having chosen that, like this is not a rule, this is not a physical reality in any way, this is just something I have chosen to say to myself that, okay, 
my intellectual mind is mostly connected to my right hand. I see that, of course, by writing, and that's the hand I have most conscious control over intellectually and mentally. So I've chosen these other representations. And what I do is I make conscious changes or actions with each limb in order to change the energy body that is associated with it. This is getting really complicated, isn't it? If you've managed to follow along until now, I applaud you. That's well done. I'm just sharing this because when I put this method into action, when I use this, it's really wild to see how fast I can change my physical body. It should not be possible to change my physical body as fast as I do using this method. But it is possible. I'm doing it. I'm doing it all the time. I'm doing it every year. I get deconditioned and I get sick with my autoimmune condition every winter. And I used this framework, the health mastery framework, to rebuild myself within a few weeks. And I will teach you how to do the same. So in order to learn health mastery from me, like, of course, you're free to try to figure the rest of this out on your own. But I have built a method and I'm teaching a framework that helps you bridge this gap between the physical and the non-physical to learn how to change your health working from the inside out. And the first time I'm going to offer that to anybody outside my very immediate circle is this month, March, the 21st of March. I will be opening up a group coaching program with an online course delivered in an app, the Health Mastery with Anna app. So there will be an online program with digital course modules and weekly Zoom coaching calls with me to a small group of people who want to learn this method and to use it to work on their own health. If you want to be part of that group, you have to reach out to me. I will be filling that group before the 21st of March and then we will begin and it will be a three-month process that is quite intense, but you can pause it if it's too intense for you and you have full access for a year. I will be accessible for weekly Zoom coaching calls, the community will be accessible, and all the course material will be accessible forever, like as long as I keep the app and the digital portal open, you will have access to that. The price for this program is going to be $2,500. I don't believe in fake numbers, and I believe <laughs> that it's worth 10 times that, but this is the price I'm going to charge for it. And you will get excellent support and just groundbreaking, mind-blowing content if you choose to be one of the first people to go through this process together with me this spring. So welcome to that. If you feel called, if this hasn't scared you away, I'm sure I've scared away around 90%. But if this, what I've talked about in this episode, hasn't scared you away, then you're welcome to join and just reach out to me to see if I still have spots available. If not, I will probably be opening a new container in the fall, like maybe August, and we'll see when the next opening will be. But for now, I hope you have <laughs> learned something interesting in this episode and that I have tickled your imagination and maybe even tickled your consciousness to start opening up to the possibility that you are more than your body and that having a healthy, happy and active life is possible much, much easier, much simpler than you thought by being willing to see things from a different perspective and just start implementing change. Start taking symbolic but significant small action steps in order to implement these changes that you want to see in your life. 
and they will come, I promise you. Let's round off for now, and I hope you have a good day, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Hold it!